Hello ladies, if you are fed up, confused as hell, or just over all the drama around weight loss, you are in the right place. My name is Bonnie LaFrac and I am your host here at Unfuck Your Weight Loss, where I help you make weight loss easy, achievable, and even fun. Because what is more fun than becoming exactly who you want to be in the body you want to be in? Let's take the shame and bullshit out of dieting and weight loss and lose the weight for the last time. Ready? Let's go. Hey there, welcome back to Unfuck Your Weight Loss. I'm Bonnie LaFrac, and today we're talking about what I think is the most important part of weight loss. The most important thing is how do I keep the weight off? How do I maintain my lost weight? Right? That's that is most important because let me ask you a question. Have you ever lost weight before? Raise your hand if that is true. Keep your hand up in the air if you've ever gained back the lost weight. Is your hand still up? I thought so. Mine too. And so it brings us to why, right? Why this podcast even exists, why um, I created Self Made is really to help solve the problem of not just weight loss, but keeping it off. And so one of the things I had never really articulated in words, although I knew this happened, I just didn't really see it this way. And, and let me explain this to you. Let's just say you've lost 30 pounds, okay? You've lost 30 pounds. Congratulations, fantastic, awesome. Uh, you've gone down in sizes, your body looks different, you, you know, have a flat stomach or whatever things you can see now. No matter how good, right? How nutritious the diet was, how reasonable it was, if it was, you know, no matter what the diet was, you're going to lose some muscle mass. Okay. Here's the thing. The faster the weight loss, the chances are it's more muscle mass, not more than fat. Like let's just say, for example, to use numbers, let's say you lost 30 pounds, but five of those pounds were actually muscle mass. Okay not a problem. That's doable. Um, I still lost then 25 pounds, let's say, of body fat. And that's still a lot of body fat. Now, muscle doesn't weigh more than fat. It just takes up less space than fat. But here's what happens. Let's say we gain back the weight, right? This has happened. You had your hand up. I had my hand up. I've lost weight. I've gained it back. We gain back, let's say, the 30 pounds. But here's the kicker we do not get back the lost muscle. And it's funny, I've never really sort of said it that way. I knew that it happened, that we lost muscle and our metabolic rate would set lower, but I never really put it together, which is why sometimes when we gain back weight, if you've ever gained it back, that you feel bigger and that you've gained more and you feel like you have more body fat. And in truth, you probably do you probably do have more body fat than the first time you lost that weight. And so the more we get into the cycle of losing and gaining and losing and gaining and losing and gaining, guess what? You guessed it. We end up losing, even if it's little bits of muscle, we keep losing that muscle mass and keep gaining back even more body fat and potentially setting our metabolic rate to be lower. Yikes. Yikes, right? Sounds terrible. Especially as you get older, 
and you're, t you're more prone to lose that muscle mass because of declining hormones. And especially if you do not strength train in order to preserve the muscle mass or to build new muscle mass, right? So this sounds like, oh, how do I get out of this, right? How do I change this? Because I think that's ultimately, if you want to lose weight and keep it off forever, um, is that we want to change this direction. We want to not go down this same path again, of just gaining and losing the same way, the same amount of weight, and ultimately actually becoming fatter, to have more body fat and to have less muscle. And then it becomes harder to lose the weight, right? And we find ourselves at 45 or 55 years old saying, wow, this is not, this is not the same game as it was when I was 25 or 30 or 35, right? It's not for, a lot, for the reason um, of our changing body composition. Okay. So I am not right. So if you're like, whoa, that is sad and depressing, right? We're, we just want to be, I, I think for weight loss, par part of your success, right? Is going to be the honesty piece, right? We just want to be sort of crystal clear, transparent, honest, like what has been going on and you've done nothing wrong, right? It's not that only you have done this. It's everywhere. That's why I think weight loss statistics are where they're at. If you've never looked up the weight loss statistics, you can go on Google right now, type in weight loss statistics, like what's out there. How long do people keep the weight off? You know, how many people keep the weight off? It's not that good. I've seen, and you've probably seen this too, that 97% of all people will gain back the lost weight within three years. I've seen something to the effect of 65% of all people will gain back the weight and only one third will keep it off. And there is a whole like national registry of weight loss because people, you know, scientists, doctors, um, there are studies and data about weight loss because this is, I think, the code to crack, right? Everybody's looking to figure out weight loss. How do we make it simple? How do we make it easy? How do we make it effective? How do we, how do we help everybody lose the weight and keep it off? And it's not that simple sometimes, right? Especially um, when we find ourselves having already gained and lost, right? We have to, in some cases, kind of um, rebuild muscle, rebuild our metabolism um, and figure out what is a reasonable amount to eat. And that's okay. We can do that. So I'm going to go through um, just some quick points and I want to make sure that you walk away with doable action items, right? Ultimately, we can talk about weight loss all day long. We can. I love talking about it, can talk about it. Um, we can talk about what's good, what works, what doesn't work, what to think, what not to think, what to do, what to eat, what not to eat, all of that stuff. But in the end, that's not really moving us forward, right? We have to figure out, okay, we're going to get off this podcast and what am I going to take action on? So let's start at the beginning, right? I have a little checklist for us just to make sure I covered all without being super science-y. Um, I literally have recorded and re-recorded this podcast like eight times already because I didn't want to get too sciencey. I want to send you, if you like the science of weight loss and you want to know all of the hormones and you want to know all of the mechanisms, you want to know all of the things, there's a lot of things, right? A lot of things have to go right for long-term weight loss where we preserve more of that muscle mass and lose more of that body fat. Definitely check out Sam Miller Science. Definitely check out the Huberman Lab. Those are two great sources, places I like to go for my information. I find it all 
very interesting and fascinating because I am not a scientist. I am not a PhD. I am not even going to pretend. So number one, our bodies do not want to lose weight. (laughs) That is just something to keep in mind that our bodies are designed and our brains are designed for self-preservation. So it's not like my body is going to instantly shed body fat as soon as I start working out again, or I go for a walk, or I, you know, drink more water. Our bodies are not designed for that. Yes, um, we can see kind of a, what seems like a quick or a fast weight loss when I, you know, take out all the carbs and my body loses a lot of water, but that's not losing body fat. And that is okay. I'm not opposed to that. Number two, our bodies are designed with these cool things called fat cells, right? We, our body is all cells, lots of different cells with lots of different jobs. Fat cells have this really cool job of, you guessed it, holding body fat. And when we lose body fat, we don't lose the fat cell. The fat cell though, however, has a job, it is there. And there is, of course, messaging and signaling in our body and our body fat cells are kind of, you know, without a job. They're unemployed and they're looking to be employed, if you know what I mean. So our body does have the prerogative to store body fat. In fact, at any given time during the day, as we're eating food, our body is going through a lot of different mechanisms, sending fuel to our muscles, sending fuel to our liver, sending fuel to our fat cells and fat storage. And then we kind of go through this cycle over and over. And I told you this would not be a science podcast, so I'm using very simple terms. Um, There is, number three, people have asked me all the time, is there a set point? Yeah, there is. Sure, evolutionary adaptation is a set point. Again, where our bodies are going to just slow down on weight loss, especially, you know, if you have lost 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, you know, the greater the weight loss, the more the body is going to try to adapt. Adaptation sounds like it's a good thing, right? I want to adapt. (laughs) It's like, I'm in a new environment and I go to college. I hope I adapt and I make friends. Um, Metabolic adaption, number four, is your body getting um, really good at actually not losing weight, at actually figuring out, oh, wow, this lady is going to try to exercise and eat less. Maybe we should try to keep up with her efforts and slow the fuck down. That's the metabolic adaptation. We actually want our bodies, when it comes to fat loss, to be more inefficient. The more um, adaptive our body is, it just means that our body is like, oh, let's, you know, reset the metabolism to make sure that we do not lose fat too quickly. Which brings me to number five. Here's the big takeaway. Fast, fast and faster weight loss, although very exciting, what everybody wants, right? If, if I could give you any one gift, it would be fast weight loss, I'm sure. If I gave you slow weight loss, you would probably be like, I want to return that gift. That's the worst gift ever. But fast weight loss does put us at risk for also more muscle loss. I'm going to give you a little bit of an analogy. Um, I kind of call this the fire alarm analogy. Imagine a fire alarm goes off in your house and, right, you know your whole body is like, you know, your brain is signaling you and you've got, you know, adrenaline and your cortisol, like your whole body is responding to the alarm and we got to get out and we got to get out fast and we're only going to take so much right? We're only going to take ourselves and our pets, right? All the humans and animals are going to get out. And I'm not going to spend time 
you know, looking through the shelf, where's my passport or where's my, you know, school books from 1982, where's my favorite, you know, uh, stuffy or, you know, grandma's, um, grandma's Afghan or, you know, no, I'm going to get out. And fast weight loss is kind of like that. Like we're in such a hurry that, yeah, we lose weight, we get out, but we also leave behind important things like muscle. And, you know, in theory, a real fire alarm, yes, we leave it all behind, right? The other things can be replaced. Replacing lost muscle mass is not necessarily easy, especially as we age and we have less naturally occurring testosterone, for example. So we want to preserve as much muscle mass as possible. And I use the word mass, like muscle mass. It doesn't mean that you're going to be massive. You'll actually be smaller with more muscle. Muscle takes up less space. If I had, let's say, two pillowcases of the same size, okay? Imagine two pillowcases. In one pillowcase, I put 10 pounds of body fat. And in the next pillowcase, I put 10 pounds of lean muscle mass. The pillowcase filled with body fat is going to be stuffed to the brim. It's just big and hard to get my hands around. And it's like, just takes up more space. It's a very full pillow, right? It's a pillowcase. It's very stuffed, very full. My pillowcase with the 10 pounds of uh, lean muscle mass, although the pillows weigh the same, the pillow with the muscle mass is smaller. It's kind of like a small, teeny, tiny, flat pillow. And that's really the difference in our bodies too, right? You can have um, muscle mass and it not be muscle mass, right? I'm not massively filled with muscles. It is just about having that leaner, smaller look, okay? Sometimes with weight loss, when we lose a lot of muscle and we lose some fat, sometimes we just look like a smaller version of ourselves. We don't see necessarily any muscle tone. We don't necessarily see the definition that we'd hoped for. So I know that there are a lot of different women listening to this podcast. Some of you may not be familiar with strength training. And some of you may love strength training, um, but wherever you are on the spectrum of muscle or strength training, know that um, you want to have muscle and you want to preserve as much muscle as you can. And it doesn't have to be hard. You don't have to spend hours in the gym to do that. Um, which brings me to number six, seasons of weight loss. I had a podcast not too well everything's not too long ago. This podcast is still relatively new. Um, I had a podcast about this idea of when to loosen and when to tighten up your weight loss. Instead of I'm on a diet or I'm off a diet or I'm on track or I'm off track, what if there are just times, seasons as it were, that I'm paying more attention? That let's say I I'm logging my food. I'm tracking my food. I'm planning my food. I'm keeping a weight loss journal. I'm being more mindful, attentive. I'm really, you know, trying to cut out more processed foods. I'm being more aware of what I'm eating, right? And that can mean different things for different people. A lot of my clients will take three, four or five months to be like, okay, we're going, we're trying to lose body fat and we're trying to come up with what will work. However, 
you know, that is going to require a deficit of calories and probably some level of exercise. It doesn't mean I do that all year long forever and ever and ever again, because of my body will adapt. My body is going to figure out, okay, this is the new normal. She's only going to eat this much and we're going to do this much exercise. So let's reset ourselves. Um, you know, we want to look at weight loss and weight loss maintenance in the long term. And that can mean in, in the course of, let's say one year and even the four seasons of the year. It doesn't mean all summer long, I eat and drink my face off and gain 15 pounds. And then I come back in the fall and I lose the 15 pounds. Not like that. <laughs> not like we're probably already doing or have done or seen other people do other people, not me, other people. Um, you know, it is about, okay, Am I going on vacation? Am I going to have a different plan than when I get back? Or am I actually taking the next three, four months to be very serious and, um, you know, be, be more structured? And then will I loosen that up a little bit and see how I do with this particular calorie level, right? I'm not going to change it. I'm going to see, could I add more calories back? And that is kind of the secret sauce of maintenance is that we don't go from being on a diet, reducing calories, increasing activity, only to completely reverse it, right? That does not work. I've said before, right? You don't arrive on weight loss island and just magically maintain it. Like, oh, I've lost the weight. I've arrived. Here I am. My weight is frozen at this number and nothing I do will affect that. It's like, oh yeah, your body um, is certainly would love to gain back weight. Now is the time that we, A, try to see how we do with this a level of calories, with this level of food, um, and, and see how that works, right? It's not about t keep taking away more, diet harder, work out more and more and more and more and more. That really does not work long-term. We can't keep going and going and going. And so sometimes when we are looking to lose weight and we are quote unquote dieting, um, we keep trying to turn the knob, right? We're trying to turn it up and try to get it off and try to be faster and try to crack the code only to find um, that it doesn't work that way. And sometimes we have to take our foot off the gas pedal. It doesn't mean slam on the brakes. It doesn't mean eat whatever you want. It means, okay, can I hang out here and let my body adjust, right? I don't want to keep taking away things. I don't want to keep eating less. I don't want to work out harder because my body is only going to adapt to that and catch up. Um, I do think, and this is number seven, is it's a great time to evaluate. Evaluate your goal. Um, you know, am I doing too much? Is this sustainable? Can I keep can I keep doing what I'm doing long-term, right? What would I change? What needs to change? What, you know, what will I keep? Um, one of the things um, they teach you when you go get a personal training uh, certificate, right? A certification is this um, sort of these principles of exercise, um, how to, you know, how to program exercise. It's this, uh, it's called like the FIT principle, I think is what it's called. And it's an acronym, FIT, F-I-T-T. Frequency, intensity, uh, type, and time is really how I look at not just exercise, but really in terms of how I'm eating, what I'm eating, how long I'm going to 
you know, hold a certain deficit, right? I can't, you know, I can't indefinitely keep ratcheting things down or ratchet things up. I do want to evaluate. And so when I look at exercise or I look at how I'm eating, I look at it through this fit principle lens. It's very simple. F is for frequency. So for example, when it comes to working out, you know, there's only seven days in a week, you know, how often am I walking or how often am I strength training or how often, often am I doing yoga or whatever I'm doing? Um, do I need to do more? Do I need to do less? Because believe it or not, um, sometimes it is a time to scale back. Not go from I'm working out five days a week to zero necessarily, but do I need to maybe cycle that a little bit? Maybe, you know, week one, I, I'm in the gym five days, week two is four days, week three is three days, and then I ramp it back up to four to five, right? There's a lot of different ways to do that um, without making it complicated. The I is for intensity, right? And that goes not just for how you work out, right? How quickly you're working out, how, many, how long you take for rest, um, how heavy the weights are that you're lifting, um, but even the intensity of how you're approaching your weight loss. Uh, type and time, right? The time frame, of course, how long are we going to do this program? Is this eight weeks? Is this 10 weeks? Is this 12 weeks? Uh, you know, do I evaluate every four weeks? Um, and the type, of course, will also not just apply, you know, to what kind of workout it is, but even what kind of program or how you're eating. Are you trying to eat low carb? Are you trying to eat high carb? Are you carb cycling? Are you trying to be more plant-based? Are you trying to have more of a balanced plate? Are you trying to limit processed foods, right? It's kind of the idea of the type is you picking your lane that is going to work for you. Um, when I think about weight loss and weight loss maintenance specifically, one of the things I, that I think happens as we are losing weight and wanting to lose weight and in the process of um, you know, thinking about keeping it off, it is really easy um, to ignore the basics. And I come back to the basics a lot. You know, my basics don't have to be your basics. They don't. You could have your basics, your basic standard. But I think if we really talk about wanting to maintain our lost weight, creating the basics that are the foundation of who we are and how we live our life. Example, and this is used quite a bit when we talk about weight loss, this example of brushing your teeth. Most people, right, most of us would probably agree that brushing our teeth is a basic. It's a basic thing we do. Whether we do it once a day or twice a day or three times a day or four times a day, it's just a basic, a base, you know, basic hygiene thing, which I, I have so many stories about my kids and their teeth. Uh, I took I've been taking them to the dentist and this will be my ADHD moment for you. Um, we went to the dentist the other day and as soon as my daughter sat down in the chair, I had this like realization that she didn't brush her teeth and I was like horrified. Um, my kids, um, my kids are having a really tough time uh, with their teeth and I think it's because we don't have fluoride. We are on well water here. Um, but it was funny. My other daughter, um, when I told her, I said, Hey, you know, getting ready for bed, you need to brush your teeth. She's like, yeah, you know what? I, I brushed my teeth the other day. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Um, your basics probably are brushing your teeth every day and not a couple days ago. Um, you know, my basics for me are always working on sleep, making sure I have at least seven hours of sleep. My basics are drinking water, 
And that I wish, I wish I had a constant of, yeah, it's always a half gallon. It's always a gallon a day. Um, oftentimes it's only 40 ounces, but I definitely have water, you know, by my computer every single day. I have a water bottle in my car. I try to make drinking water so super easy as a basic. And the reason for having these basics is that we want to have things that become habits for us that we carry forward to help make weight loss and weight loss maintenance so easy, right? That we're not you know, not trying to do, you know, these really long fasts or take, you know, 7,000 supplements that we're not going to be able to do long-term. So again, sleep, water, for me, walking is a basic, um, you know, getting those steps in is a real basic for me. Um, paying attention to my physical hunger is a basic for me. Um, you know, planning my meals is a basic for me. Um, you want to make your list of basics. If you're unsure of what they are, think about um, what could be your foundation or start with one thing. If you don't have, you know, a basic foundation for things that you do on the daily, maybe it is just sleep. Maybe it is just water. And then you really practice that one thing every day rather than here's a list of 22 basics, right? Usually for basics, you probably want three to five things. I wouldn't do more than five or six, let's just say. Um, otherwise it becomes, you know, a, a really, you know, complex protocol. Um, and I'm all for changing protocols and doing different things along our weight loss journey, but I always want to come back to the basics. I think the basics, um, sometimes tend to fall out when we're in maintenance. We forget all the things that we did to lose the weight to begin with. So don't ignore the basics. Um, number nine, when it comes to weight loss, maintenance especially, um, it is this idea of making lots of changes all the time. And that we, and this sometimes happens when we're really just using the scale and that we're constantly reacting to the number on the scale so that there are some days um, that we're, you know, not eating at all, we're withholding meals, or we're going to, um, you know, overeat, or we're going to do all the workouts, and then we're going to do none of the workouts, and then that's not a good workout, and I'm going to change the workouts, and I'm going to change this, and I'm going to change that, I'm going to change this, and that is very enticing, right? There is a part of us that thinks, as long as I keep changing, my body will never adapt, but that never works, and then we never get to learn what does work for us? What do we like? What can we sustain? You don't have to make a ton of changes. I promise you, you don't. You, you know, want to, you know, make an evaluation. Um, it's not necessarily always going to be reflected on the scale, but it is hard to know what works, right? It's very hard to know. Was it the supplements? Was it that I got sleep or that I didn't get sleep? Was it because I'm constipated? Was it because I'm having, you know, I don't know, gastric uh, upset? Like what is going on? And so too many changes is something that I think also keeps us constantly thinking about food, constantly thinking about dieting, constantly thinking about our weight, constantly thinking about the workout, constantly thinking it's just constant. And it never lets us actually become a woman who keeps the weight off, right? We're constantly caught in the cycle of, I have to lose weight. I need to lose weight. I'm trying to lose weight you know, weight loss, you know, weight loss is way out there for me. And I'm trying, I have to try all the things rather than let me, you know, start where I'm at 
practice the basics, not try to go too fast and make it so that everything I do to lose weight is sustainable. It doesn't mean that there are times that I won't um, have pizza or times that I'll decide not to have pizza, but by and large, I want to come up with a plan that allows me to fuel my body, to not stress my body out, and to lose primarily body fat and to preserve as much as much muscle as I can. And the last thing I wanted to um, really point out, and this happens in weight loss and this happens in life, is that we can easily get lost in mindset, um, in thinking that we have to um, have a good mindset, uh, that we have to do everything perfectly, um, that you know, we can't fail, that we have to, um, be positive and be happy and, you know, all of this stuff. And the truth is you can lose weight and keep it off and, you know, not be positive, (laughs) not be perfect, not have it all figured out. Um, it is easy to fall down that hole where we start to, Um, doubt ourselves and think that um, we need to know more and we need um, all of these different things and we start to make this bigger and bigger. Sometimes I think about, um, you know, taking the mindset piece of weight loss and comparing it to decluttering, right? If you ever have decluttered your closet or a drawer or when your kids go to school, you throw away all their toys, (laughs) I don't know anyone who would do that. You know, if you have, if you live with other people, um, other people's clutter is actually way more annoying than your own clutter. But if you've ever organized, let's say a medicine cabinet or a pantry or something like that here, you know, one way to be successful is just to declutter, right? One, one small area at a time, right? It's, that's the same thing as kind of unpacking your mindset, Rather than I want to open Pandora's box and pull everything out and examine it all from top to bottom and find all the things that are wrong with me and all the things I need to have fixed and, you know, make everything into this big colossal problem. Um, Just focus on one small shelf at a time, right? I just need to, I'm going to do one shelf. I know there are other shelves. I know there are other things to address. I don't have to do it all, right? I can actually... Instead of opening Pandora's box, I can actually take all the mindset stuff and put it in a box. I can gift wrap it. I can put a bow on it and I can park it in the corner. And at the right time, I can just unpack pieces of it because it is really easy. And I see this happen is that we can get really sidetracked and it kind of looks like this. I know what to do, but I'm just not doing it. Right. And it becomes this sort of cycle of self-sabotage. Um, where we are judging ourselves and beating ourselves up, especially even like the whole idea of, I can't believe I have to lose weight again. How did I get here? Why is this happening? This isn't fair. This is my genetics or, you know, I have my hormones are all out of whack. And we actually end up perpetuating a lot of the problem just from getting stalled out in the mindset. Um, there's a phrase for it. And this podcast is rated E, so I'm just going to say it. It's kind of like this 
mental masturbation, right? And if you, and you're not alone if you find yourself getting sort of caught in those rabbit holes, whether it is surfing the internet for the next answer or, you know, beating yourself up or trying to, you know, force yourself to have all this willpower or to become this whole other person that you're not yet and then feeling bad about that. Um, I want you to know that you can lose weight and you can keep it off A, no matter the statistics that are out there, no matter your past, anything that has happened before, no matter what your actual body composition is right now, even if you have higher body fat or less muscle than you desire, you can, you can change that. You simply can. And the, and how you do it is day by day, just taking one day at a time and not trying to do all of the things really focus in on the basics, focus on, focus in on eating real food, right? And I know we can hone in even tighter on that, but because I'm talking to potentially thousands of women, um, I don't want this to be, you know, me prescribing an exact plan for you. Um, but I think whether you learn to plan your meals in advance or you actually keep a food journal, it will be very eye-opening for you. I, truly and sincerely want to help you not just lose the weight, but actually keep it off and to enjoy the ride. And, and, and the ride doesn't have to be fast. It doesn't have to be thrilling or exhilarating or, you know, you don't even have to be in a good mood all the time. Um, you know, you can be, um, who you are and still lose the weight. You don't have to change everything about yourself in order to keep it off. You don't have to be rah, rah, enthusiastic. Um, you don't have to love working out. You don't have to love every aspect um, of weight loss, but you do have to actually love yourself. You have to love yourself enough to prioritize yourself and say, you know what, regardless of the past, I'm, I'm here for it and I can lose weight and I can keep it off. It doesn't have to be fast. And in fact, my body and brain will be a lot happier when I don't try to stomp down the gas and make this painful um, and somewhat predictable. So I hope that was helpful to you. I had so much on my mind about weight loss maintenance um, and how to actually be in the 3% of women who keep the weight off and you know, still eat the pizza and still get the birthday cake and still live their lives. If you are not already in my free group on Facebook, it is food, fitness, and fat loss for real life. Find me on Facebook. I'm Bonnie.Lafrac. Find me on Instagram at Bonnie Lafrac. If you want more information about working together, May is magical month. We are um, just having so much fun over in Self-Made and Self-Made Society. The links are below. The difference between the programs, Self-Made is my premier coaching program where you will get weekly accountability, uh, weekly group coaching, one-on-one -on -one coaching. We do everything wherever you are, right? So personalized, customized to your own adventure, right? Whatever you need right now, we're here for it. And if you would like to do something that's a little bit more self-paced, that is our self-made society membership. All right, my friends, make it a good one. Thank you so much for tuning in to Unfuck Your Weight Loss. The next step, of course, is to take action on something we discussed because implementation beats information all day long. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, thank you for being here and please leave a review wherever you tune in for all of your podcasts. Please be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Looking forward to dropping all the F-bombs with you next week. Have a good one.